Hi, this is audio producer Scott Moore. This show contains disturbing content that many might find triggering. Please find full content warnings on our website. Welcome, my darling, to episode one of the Bloodcrest Stories. It seems we found you forgotten in the holding cells. <laughs> Forgive me, I've fast-tracked you through our specialty protocol. You're going to be our last special case before the young ones are let loose. It's such a pity you won't get to experience it. It's such a joy to watch them learn. Stay tuned now for James Allman with the news, presented by Eidolon Studios' upcoming motion picture, An Untimely Love. And now, James Allman. This week in news, President Eisenhower signs the Federal Aid Highway Act of 1956, authorizing $25 billion for the construction of 41,000 miles of interstate highways. The Middle District of Alabama court ruled in the case of Browder v. Gale that enforced segregation of black and white passengers on motorbuses violates the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. But first, the radio broadcasting company presents the first in a two-part series on Theodore Montgomery, the enigmatic man behind the renowned Eidolon Studios. Relatively unknown in the industry until recently, Montgomery has built a media empire to rival the likes of MGM. This meteoric ascension from what was until recently a humble studio has caused many to wonder. Where did Montgomery come from? How did he lead his media empire to such heights? And is there more going on behind the scenes than we know? In this piece, we'll reveal for the first time the stories of those inside the studio and what they experienced. That's quite enough of that. I was listening to that. I happen to think that it's important to keep up with the news. Richard, honestly, you listen to that little box more than you listen to most people. You work there, for goodness sake. You should know what's going on there. People listen to the folks on the other side of that box. Shouldn't I listen too? So, what's on your schedule for today? Today, I... I pitch my movie. Oh my, is that today? If Donovan doesn't push it back again, yes. I've never seen a man so in a hurry, but if I can get him to sit still for the five minutes he promised, then I'll be in good shape. Well, I hope he cooperates. I know you've been working so hard on this. Yeah. What is it, sweetheart? It's good, though, right? You you think I should pitch it? Oh, honey. I, I think you're wonderful, of course. <laughs> you think it's crap. I think I don't know the film industry like you do. You're asking the secretary if the engine is built properly. It's not my place to know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I guess you're right, but... I believe in you, though. If you think it's good, I trust that it will be amazing. (sighs) What would I do without you? Oh, you'd probably be just fine. I think I'm going to go for a walk. In case you're gone by the time I get back, good luck today, honey. I will be gone, yes, and if all goes well, I'll be working pretty late, so you'll have the place to yourself tonight. I'll try not to wake you when I get in. Have a good walk, dear.
Morning, Samantha. Good morning, Dave. Dear, are you all right? Oh, yes, just a bit of allergies. It's October, dear. Is it? Well, I must have a cold. You know, if it's that important you hide, you might want to get a little better at it. I'm... I'm not hiding. I'm just... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Terrible of me to presume. Let me try again. I'm Hannah. How's your day going? Oh, well, it's... it's fine, I suppose. Well, fine's good. Better than most folks get some days. What do you have going on today, neighbor? Oh, well, my husband's pitching a movie today, so that's exciting. Hopefully he'll be able to... Pardon me, hun, but I did mean what do you have going on. I'm sure your husband's a delightful man, but I didn't bump into him today. Oh. Well, I suppose today I'll... Well, I'm really not sure what I'll do today. My husband will be out late, so I have the evening to myself. But... Oh, well then... If you don't have anything to do today, I wonder if you might be willing to help me. Um, perhaps. With what? Well, you see, I have a little shop in town, and today's the day I restock my supplies. I don't get around quite as well as I used to, and could use an extra pair of hands to make light work of those groceries. And it seems like you could use some company until it's time to make dinner. What do you say? Do you want to come run some errands with me? I... I don't think I should. (laughs) Well, I didn't ask if you should, hun. I asked if you wanted to. I... I think I do. Yes. Fantastic. It's a date. Jerry, what the hell are you doing up there? How are they going to have enough room to mount... No, no. How are they going to have enough room to mount the catch light above the balcony if you mount the grid six inches above the actors' heads? Come on, Jerry! You know, you can just let Roger handle it. Lighting's his job. Look, if I could trust people to do their jobs without my supervision, I wouldn't be down here today. Have you seen Remy? Not for a while. Last I saw, she was shouting at a grip about how to coil cable properly. Can you find her for me? Tell her I need to see her. Richard? Hey! I found Remy for you. Remy! Richard needs to see you. Oh, yeah, thanks, Jacob. Richard, well, it's not on set. What do we do? We've done all we can to get ready, but we can't shoot without the director. Well, we might have to. (sighs) Richard? It's the studio's movie, Remy. We hired him. If we have to shoot with an absentee director, that's what we'll do. I'll tell you what we can't shoot without, though. We can't shoot without... Richard! Him. Gary, how's everything? Are you joking? I've been waiting for half an hour, with no water, mind you, to start shooting. What are we waiting on? Gary, we're not even scheduled to start shooting for another 15 minutes. It's on your call sheet. There's no reason we can't start now. The whole set's ready to go. (sighs) Gary, the rig above the balcony still needs to be adjusted. Unless, of course, you don't mind banging your head on a light during your big monologue. Also, Weller's not here yet. We are most certainly not ready to start shooting, Gary. Well, then can I at least get some water? I don't want to start the scene parched. Is that not a glass of water you're holding right now? Tap, Richard. Tap water. 
I've told Weller a dozen times, tap water is extremely abrasive to my voice. If you want the performance you're paying for, I need filter. All right, all right, hey, hey, listen. Don't worry, Gary. I'll get you taken care of. You know you're my star, right? I'll get you whatever you need. You can count on me. Thank you, Richard. Glad to know someone around here understands the craft. I don't like that guy. You think he'll notice his call sheet says we were supposed to start shooting an hour ago? (laughs) Not before he notices that filtered water is just tap water with ice in it. You want me to take care of it? Yes, please. And Remy, go see if you can find Weller for me. I don't care what your other duties are today. Track him down. Until then, Jacob, you're in charge. Try to get something, anything, usable out of Gary. Or just stall him. I've got a meeting with Donovan. Hopefully. I'm on it. Will do. Come in. Donovan, sir. Thanks for seeing me. Yeah, you said you had something for me? Yes, sir, I do. A movie pitch. Mm Mm-hmm, and you said it's really good. I certainly hope so, sir. Yeah, I should hope so, too. I don't want to waste Mr. Montgomery's time. Mr. Montgomery? Donovan, Richard. Well, I'm late, of course. I hope you haven't started without me. Not yet, Teddy. Uh, Richard here was just about to get started with his amazing pitch. Well, sir, uh, I admit I wasn't expecting to pitch to the president of the studio today. Uh, And why not? If you're not confident enough in your ideas to even pitch it to me, I think we should just pass right now. I, uh... I'm just giving you a hard time. I hear you can handle that, ain't that right? You're a military man, ain't you? Yes, sir. I was. Am. 42nd Infantry Division. Though I imagine most men my age served. I just did what needed to be done, sir. Well, most men except Donovan here, eh? <laughs> Didn't have the stomach for it, this one. Just skipped straight to producing. Mm, yeah... I kid, of course. Uh, Donovan has good reason for missing out on all the fun of war. Still, we all serve in our own way. One way or another. Uh, uh, So tell me now, what makes you want to write your own film? Well, I admit I'm not the best script writer, but I do think I've got a decent direction we can explore. All right, let's hear it then. So the film's called Ancient Beasts of Turtle Island, and the story follows these two archaeologists named Hank and Julia... While exploring the remains of this ancient civilization, they find out that the people that used to live there worshipped a death god that's depicted in stone carvings and tablets as a giant lizard. Only Hank and Julia discover that there's still a local tribe that's still practicing the old religion, and every few years this tribe offers up human flesh to their death god, and in exchange, this god grants them supernatural powers. And now, this tribe wants to sacrifice our heroes. And here's where I think we can do something really unique. Something outside the box. I want Hank to be tempted by that power. Here we are the whole movie, thinking he's the hero, the real American guy, but he decides to betray Julia. He makes a deal with the devil. He makes a deal with the cultists. He gets to share in their power, but only by killing others, only by sacrificing her. And after this, 
we follow Julia as our hero, as a strong female lead as she tries to escape her fate. So, uh... <clears throat> it's a monster flick. Well, I wouldn't say it's a... Uh, it does sound a bit off from our usual fare. Uh, monster flicks might appeal to the kids, but they don't have legs, you see. Plus, of course, you're going to lose credibility with the Academy. Agreed. Sorry, Richard, but I don't think we're interested in going down the B-movie route. Uh, apologies for dragging you all the way down here, Mr. Montgomery. Well, Sirs, um, if, if I may, I think you're missing the point here. I beg your pardon. I think there's more to the trend here than just monsters. If you wouldn't mind just hearing me out, I can change your minds. Absolutely not. You've already wasted enough of Mr. Montgomery's time. Uh, now, now, hold on a moment there, Martin. You know what, Richard? I'm going to give you a shot. Consider it a, a thank you for your service to your country. Now, I've got another meeting here in about, oh, about five minutes. you got three. Thank you, sir. Now, uh, let me ask, how do you think we won the war? We invaded Germany. Everybody knows this. What's your point? No. I mean... Yes, most of the world knew it was already over by that point, but that isn't how we ended the fighting. We did it by inventing the bomb. A terrible weapon capable of destroying a city overnight, which we used. Twice. An entire city, gone, just like that. Because we decided to. That's when we won, and I think that scares people scares me. It messes with our heads. As a soldier, I can't fathom it. Give me a thousand of the best men in uniform, armed to the teeth, and I couldn't do what those bombs did in a hundred years. Folks, they need tools to understand it. And I think these movies are those tools. They're a way to do just that. They're not just about monsters or aliens. People need new myths, new stories to help them understand this weird, terrifying world that we've all built. Well, that's a swell speech and all, but what the hell does it have to do with an ancient death cult that worships a big lizard? So our hero is an archaeologist. It means she finds life in death. And I think with a little bit of workshopping, maybe we can tell a story that teaches people not to fear death. I think people will resonate with that. Not because it's got spectacle, but because it helps them feel better about the world they're living in. I think in the future that that's what's going to put people in seats. So you don't just want to make a movie. You want to change the world. I guess I do, sir. Well, you're not quite persuasive, but you're a hell of a storyteller. I don't know, what do you think, Donovan? <laughs> sir, I think we can't afford this. You'll need a massive crew, special effects, and we'd need to line some serious pockets to get the star power to sell this thing. If we didn't have an untimely love on our plate, maybe we could fit it in. But that's burning too big of a hole in our pocket. I don't see how we could do something like this right now. Mm, he has a point. I'll tell you what, Richard. Take your time, refine your idea, but hold off on moving forward. <sighs> All right, then. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Richard. Uh, don't worry now, this isn't a no, it's just a, a not right now. We'll come back to this. Should I put a stop to this? Hmm? 
Oh, no. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. By the film? By him. What about him? Wait, no. You can't mean what I think you mean. And why not? He's perfect. He's got discipline. He's got motivation. He's open-minded. And I think he's onto something. People do need new myths. Respectfully, I think bringing him in would be a mistake. Oh, well, if you think it's a mistake, I wouldn't want to start doubting you now. I... well... Thank you. Um, so, uh, so should I should I do something about him then? No, no, no. I'll take care of him. After all, you have a movie to produce, don't you? Oh dear. Thank you so much for helping me today. I don't think I could have got it all done without you. It's no problem. I had nothing to do today. Wait. Where are we? The storm cellar. It looks more like a restaurant. <laughs> no, no, my dear. The place is called the Storm Cellar. It's my little home away from home. You own a restaurant? I own a bar. A bar? Yes, hon. I assume you're familiar with the concept? Vaguely. Well, allow me to get you a little more acquainted. My kids will be here soon and I'll be ready to open. Your kids? I didn't know you had children. Shouldn't you be getting home to them? Or Oh, I never said I had children. Come on inside. I'll give you the tour. My darling, Evelyn, you know you'll always be my first love, but it's not our time. When will it ever be, Charles? When will our time come? It's not that simple, my love. You can't just turn back time. So, our time is long gone? Maybe. Maybe it's time for... Maybe it's time for us to move on. Oh, I know the line. You know how I know the line? Because I can remember the word time. I can remember the title of the bloody film. I can remember the last line that also used the word time. I can remember a single page of the script that uses the word at least a half dozen times. Hell, now I'm doing it. Who did you get to write this garbage? Could you... Maybe just do the line this way? And then we can talk about trying another version. You want me to come back for reshoots because you couldn't write a bloody script right the first time? I'm a PA, not the writer, Gary. And I'm just- Mr. Connor. Mr. Connor. I'm just filling in for Weller. Another person not doing their job. Am I the only one on this bloody set who knows how to do their job right? I think that's the third bloody since you broke character. I beg your pardon. Oh, for fuck's sake, you boys come get me when you're ready to make a movie. It's just, if we're concerned with repetitive words... How dare you! Jacob Harrison! Mr. Donovan, sir! I see you managed to show him some respect. Stop antagonizing the talent this instant, Jacob! And who on God's luscious green earth told you to direct anyone on my set? Richard asked me to. Richard is not in charge of the set! I am... Richard reports to me, and I chose Alan Weller to direct my movie, not some nobody with no name. But you said my name when you came. You have no name! 
until I see your name in lights or on a poster, until I hear your name come out of the mouth of this company's president. You are a nameless nobody who is commandeering my set. Is that understood? Yes, sir. Now, I'll ask you again. Where is Richard? But you didn't ask. Oh! You are running dangerously close to a reassessment, Mr. Harrison. Don't make me ask a third time. Richard is in his office. He's writing, I think. I I can go get him. No, that won't be necessary. He doesn't need to be disturbed. But he was in charge today, yes? Before he so neglectfully handed the reins over to, um, you. He... He was managing the set earlier, since Weller was out. Yes. Hmm, Good. Attention, everybody. We're wrapping for the day. Strike your stations and go home. Get some rest. You've earned it. Uh, Gary, if you wouldn't mind sticking around for a bit. Wait, what? You heard me. Go home, Jacob. And when you come back to work tomorrow, if you see Mr. Montgomery down here, you'll be sure to tell him that we're a day behind schedule because Richard was disorganized and unprepared. Yes? I... yes. Yes, sir. Good man. Samantha, dear, could you get my friend May here in old fashioned, Just like I showed you. Oh, sure. I think I can do that. May was just telling me about the most odious man she had to work with today. May's in the movies, you know. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, don't let her fool you. That's Hannah's little joke. Almost everyone who comes here works on a set for some nearby studio. But we're not actors, or directors, or anyone important. We're just the crew. May, how many times do I have to tell you? Just because your name isn't on the marquee yet doesn't mean you're not important. (laughs) Of course, Hannah. I'll be more mindful. Good. Now, go enjoy your drink. So... This is a bar for all the people who work in the movies. Well, no. Not all of them. There are other bars out there for just anyone. But some people in this town can't really be who they are. Not right now, anyway. If it's too dangerous out there for someone, they can come here. I give them a place to drink, to mingle, and maybe even find someone that shares their values. We don't judge them in here. And we protect them from everyone out there. If you're in here, you're safe. That's my rule. That's so kind of you. (laughs) It's not kindness if it's necessary. So, who decides who gets to come here, then? I do. I talk with everyone that comes through that door. If they're new, they get to have a chat with me. After that, I decide if they get to stay or if they're not welcome. I don't let just anyone come in here. Only the special ones. I need a drink in my hand and someone on my lap. And none's more special than that one. Jacob, so wonderful to see you. It's been a while. It's been two days. Feels like longer. You're telling me. I must say I've just about had it with this town. Oh, dear. Samantha, can you get this man a gin and sin? A... a... a what now? Never mind. I'll come get it. How about you give him an ear? Jacob, tell him what's on your mind. Who's this? Did you have another kid? We'll see. What? Don't worry about it. So... Do you know anything about show business? I, well, only a little. My husband works in the movies, but I only hear positive things from him. Then your husband is full of shit. It's a brutal business. Long hours, no appreciation, and the cruelest people you've ever seen in your life. 
Surely it's not as bad as all that. It is. Jacob, dear, where are you staying tonight? We'll see after a few rounds. I wish you wouldn't. You know quite well that May and Remy would be happy to give you a place to sleep. I'm quite sure I've worn out my welcome with them. And what makes you say that? Just a feeling. Do you not have your own place to sleep? I have a room that has a bed in it, if that's what you're asking. Why can't you sleep there, then? For the same reason, I can't go one more minute without this drink inside me. How about a toast? To this fucking day. May it be worse than the one after. Heads up! Anyone working untimely, get back to set. What? But we just got off an hour ago. Just get back to set. Screw that. Donovan gave us the night off. I'm taking it. He can fire me in the morning. For fuck's sake, Jacob! Gary's dead! What? I came back to set after you all left, apparently, and found his fucking body. We're not sure what happened to him. Uh, Richard's there now. We need everyone who's seen him today to come back to set and, uh, and talk to the cops. Like I said, sir, I was in my office for the last several hours working alone. And you didn't hear anything? I hear lots of things. This is a movie set, so loud noises are common here. You start to tune them all out. Alright. Well, we're gonna have to ask your crew some questions. That's fine, but please, have your men keep this quiet. The last thing we need is the press getting a hold of this. Maybe worry about the dead body on your set first before you worry about how it will look in the papers. Richard, what the hell happened on your set? (sighs) Hell if I know. I put Jacob in charge of running a few scenes to keep Gary busy. Weller was a no-show, again, so until we find him, I figured the day was wasted either way. Thought I might as well let Jacob get some experience in the chair. Next thing I know, the crew's gone, Gary's face down in a pool of his own blood. Yeah. I don't understand. This happened after the crew left? Apparently. No one was here when I found him but Remy. She said you told everyone to go home. She told you that? Yeah. You know anything about this? (laughs) Fuck. Fuck what? Fuck. As in congratulations are in order. What the hell for, Donovan? (sighs) Looks like you're going to get your movie. The Podcast Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 4, Eidolon, is written by Eric Ravenscraft. Sound production by Scott Moore. And Foley production by Zachary Vodder. This episode featured cast members Ellie Collins, Trevor Garner, Laura Hauser, Evan Ivey, Brandy Mack, Judson Ragsdale, Eric Ravenscraft, Joe Ravenson, Tyler Sutherland, Emily Thomas, Amanda Von Heil, and Zachary Vodder. The Blood Crow Stories is recorded at ARTC Studio with assistance from Atlanta Radio Theatre Company. You can find their own audio dramas at artc.org. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast, Facebook at facebook.com slash the Blood Crow Stories, 
and Instagram at The Blood Crow Stories. Learn more about our show at www.thebloodcrowstories.com. If you like what we do and want to support our show, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Stories. Thank you. Now rest, sweet subject.